Ellie Cole, and you're listening to a special Winning Mindset mini-series brought to you by the International Paralympic Committee and focusing on the launch of We The 15. Coinciding with the 2020 Paralympic Games, more than 20 international organizations have united for a decade-long campaign to transform the lives of the world's 1.2 billion persons with disabilities. And as a Paralympian, I believe a campaign of this magnitude is long overdue, and I'm proud to be involved in We The 15. Another person delighted to be involved is today's guest, a woman who knows more than most about advancing the rights of marginalized groups, Michelle Bachelet, the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights. As the first woman to hold a Chilean presidency, Michelle has served as High Commissioner since 2018, and I'm so pleased she can be with us today. I hope that my accent won't get in the way. I did read that you lived in Australia for some time, though. <laughs> well, but sometimes for non-Australians, that is a good thing because Australians sometimes speak very, very difficult for non-English native language. I, I understand whenever I go to a Paralympic Games, I always struggle for people to understand what I'm saying because they learn English with an American accent. And so when I start speaking in an Australian accent, they're just blank stares. <laughs> so I've had to learn to enunciate properly, so I'll try to do that again. But Madam High Commissioner, thank you so much for joining us today. It is such a pleasure to meet you. Uh, as you are aware, the IPC and the United Nations of Human Rights formed a historic partnership three years ago. Are you able to elaborate on the purpose of this partnership and what value this partnership brings, and not just to both of the parties, but to the world's 1.2 billion people living with a disability? Well, yes, Ali, exactly. As you said, we started to work together with the IPC three years ago, and our aim was to change the narrative on persons uh, with disabilities, combining our expertise on human rights of persons with disabilities and the outreach capacity of IPC. Persons with disabilities are framed within a system of values that consider certain typical characteristics of the body or of the mind as essential for living a life of value, and this is called ableism. So having an impairment is different from the socially desired standards or of appearance, behavior, or functioning. So this leads to the lives and experiences of persons with disabilities being less valued and results in prejudice, discrimination, and exclusion. Ableism is usually behind negative perceptions and stereotypes about persons with disabilities. It causes an unconscious bias similar to unconscious biases related to gender or race. So such system of values is maintained and replicated through social narratives that exist in culture and magnified through the media. So to change these narratives, we need a new discourse, uh, one that portrays a person with disabilities regardless of the kind of impairment they have as active participants of societies that contribute uh, to the development of their countries and that enriches everyone's lives. So, if we succeed with the campaign uh, and with this partnership, the impact of the lives of persons who are living with disabilities will be unmeasurable in a positive way. Because negative attitudes against persons with disabilities are among the main barriers to achieve the change we want to achieve. So the objective in Tokyo is simple. We want everyone to know that persons with disabilities represent 15% of the world's population, that disability is the result of societal barriers, that we can eliminate and that having an impairment doesn't make you less a person. 
No, I, I couldn't agree more. I think the purpose of this campaign is to really change the narrative of disability. And, you know, we see the Paralympic Games playing such a big platform in changing that narrative. And I'm sure that you and I can both agree that the We The 15 campaign is hugely ambitious. It's bringing together more than 20 in- international organisations all behind that common goal of changing the narrative. And that's our biggest coalition ever. In your opinion, what role can sports events such as the Paralympic Games and the Special Olympics, Invictus Games and Deaf Olympics play in the success of the We The 15 campaign and further on in changing the narrative? Yeah, you're completely right. We need to be as ambitious as the challenge we face. Hmm? So sport events are a powerful congregating tool. We celebrate athletes' achievement as if they were own. We vibrate with every win and we suffer with every loss. Hmm? So sport events also trigger mobilization in the local communities where they happen and attract the eyes of the world to that place in the world in that particular moment. And I think this is unique and it's an opportunity that we cannot miss. Uh, In the coming 10 years, this organization will celebrate games in many cities around the world. For example, looking only at the Paralympic Games, we will engage in cities of uh, Beijing, um, Paris, Milan, and LA, Los Angeles. So mayors of these cities will be mobilized behind the games, and we can use these opportunities to discuss human rights, to explore avenues to improve the lives of persons with disabilities living in those cities, and to build a growing supportive community to change the narrative on persons with disabilities. Because no one can do this work alone, hence the importance of the partnership that we're building, that we have built. We need multiple skills on one hand and a broad array of partners, because the potential of combining the power of partners and the capacity of multiple partners is only limited by our imagination, if I may say. So most importantly is the leadership of organizations of persons with disabilities in these cities and globally. The punish that we're building should follow their priorities, their interests, the challenges they face, uh, and we will be there to support them in any way we can and, and to contribute to improve the enjoyment of their rights. When it comes to changing that narrative, It's going to rely on much more than just the International Paralympic Committee and much more than the United Nations. So outside of the international organisations involved in this campaign, how important is it that we, the 15, engage those world leaders, engage organisations and businesses and the public? Well, I think that um, the campaign will be presenting for the first time with this magnitude how persons with disabilities really are, not as superheroes, not victims, but regular folks (laughs) that want the same for their life as everybody else, equals. And yet, it's true, persons with disabilities, maybe they face uh, specific barriers to participate in society. This is at the core of the Convention of the Right of People Living with Disabilities. And these barriers are human rights violations. And But eliminating these barriers requires much more than expert knowledge on how to reform systems. It requires the recognition of the voices and experiences of persons with disabilities as equals in the public debate. And this is not happening today. So I think that we, the 15, can trigger this conversation. Lives and experiences with people with disabilities are not part of the public debate. Without that debate, we cannot change our systems, and we cannot have this debate without persons with disabilities, and we cannot meaningfully engage persons with disabilities if we don't see them as equals. 
And uh, let me give you an example. A person with a psychosocial disability goes to a mental health service. There is medicated and restrained against their will. Later, it may be released, but the person says they don't want to want to go back again to that place, but the system forced them to do it. Why does it happen? It happened because that person's voice, the opposition to consent is not equally valued. So this needs to change, and I think that we, 15, the 15, can start this public debate as a public conversation. It won't be the only thing that will make things change, but it will be a very important step as well. It's very exciting um, just thinking of the possibilities of the We the 15 campaign fills me with so much excitement and as an athlete and speaking to other athletes around the Paralympic Village I couldn't agree more I think a, a common theme that we speak about as athletes is that we just want equal opportunities and we are seeing that happen in Paralympic sport and it's not just in the disability sector that we want to see equal opportunities but the Paralympic Games has been such a wonderful platform to promote people with disabilities, to provide equal opportunities for those with disabilities all across the world, you know, not just from privileged nations. And it's just a wonderful platform and, and a really great environment in which we can celebrate that We the 15. On a more personal level, as the UN High Commissioner of Human Rights, what are your personal aspirations for the We the 15 campaign? Where, where can you see this campaign going and, and what do you think you'll be most proud of looking back in, in say, five years' time? Well, I, I expect that this campaign will help to create a standing collaboration between the sports and the human rights communities to operate as one. Uh, expanding the disability rights civic space is key to the movement, but it's also key for society to engage in a meaningful conversation that can lead to change. I also expect that it can support creating a global media platform that is supportive of disability rights, a narrative of diversity, and that challenges ableism. I think many people are not even aware of ableism. So I think this is so important. I also expect the campaign to help shifting from global to local engagement as well. Globally, we have advanced significantly on disability rights. The campaign can create the opportunity to work directly with local governments to bring these experiences and the support of the global community to people's neighborhoods. I am very excited about this opportunity and I look forward to see the roadmap of, of the punishment looking at issues such as housing, human support, assistive technologies, transportation, legal capacity, and of course the right to liberty of persons as core aspect of the campaign. Uh, I don't know if you know, or probably you know, Ellie, that Eleanor Roosevelt, well, she was the chair of the commission that drafted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And she had a very famous phrase, and she said that human rights begin in small places, close to home, so close and so small that they cannot be seen on any maps of the world. We, the 15 can use her words as guidance, as I do, and support turning the eye to communities because there it is where persons with disabilities live and they are either supported or they are discriminated and we need, and athletes, I think, is a huge, it's a huge um, example of courage, of commitment, of discipline, and it can be a fantastic role model for so many other children living with disabilities and not only children, older people as well. So I think we had a real opportunity here and I'm really excited on that and we will continue working as much as possible. 
That Eleanor Roosevelt quote really touches me because, you know, upon reflection of that quote, it doesn't really matter who you are or what your background is or how big or how small your profile is, you can still make a difference. And obviously the Paralympic Games has such a great profile and such a large profile, but you don't need to be a Paralympic athlete to make a difference. So that's a really, really lovely quote. And I think I'm going to remember that one for a long time. Let's turn to the um, COVID-19 pandemic. I'm sure that you have discussed this pandemic over the last 18 months quite a lot. Uh, We have faced a global crisis and one that has impacted every single community and every person on this planet. But to build back even stronger than we were before COVID, uh, what needs to be done to ensure that persons with a disability aren't left behind? Well, I think if... We have learned many lessons from the pandemic, but one of the lessons that we have learned is how interdependent we are from one another. Mm-hmm. We, we talk of infrastructure, we tend to think of roads, bridges, hospitals, schools, social protection systems, justice, all extremely important to have a healthy and functioning societies. But nevertheless, what really holds society together are our communities. So how we treat each other and how we value our neighbors. So the disruptions caused by the pandemic to our community lives had significant impact in the economy, in education, in development, broadly saying, employment, of course. They have also disrupted our social networks, our family life, and our emotional bonds. And this has had a big impact in our mental health and well-being. We have lost four million people in, in our communities. So, of course, we are facing a crisis of a global magnitude and coping with it will not be easy. What is different, though, between the larger population and persons with disabilities is that for this population, this is not new. If I may use this comparison, I would say persons with disabilities live in a permanent pandemic scenario from young to old age. I can only hope that this shared experience teaches us the importance of community life and that we can empathize with the situation of persons with disabilities to bring about the necessary changes. So we need to shift our thinking from a perspective of long-term care to long-term support. Uh, Community support needs to be part of our infrastructure plans and we need to redefine our relationship, our system to empower their participation instead of segregating them. As I said, our interdependence is our strength and we cannot do without persons with disabilities. That's a wonderful answer. Uh, I think we should turn to my favourite topic, which is the Tokyo uh, Paralympic Games. The Games will bring together more than 4,400 athletes from 168 different national Paralympic committees. Uh, The Paralympic Games, I believe, are one of the very unique sporting events that have long exemplified uh, the ideals of peace among nations and the community that you were talking about as well as to provide the platform and the voice for the people with a disability. So with everything that the world has gone through in the last 18 months, just to finish, how important are the 2020 Tokyo Paralympic Games? They will be a little bit different than, than the, the many of the Paralympic Games that you have participated in your life before. But even in the worst of times, we need to make an effort to find joy, if I may say. Huh? This is a human duty. I sometimes forget that, but it's true. (laughs) And we should build on that joy and draw energy to do more. Hmm? I think the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games is such an occasion. It's also an opportunity 
as you said, to, to bring together so many different type of people from different parts of the world. But it's also an opportunity to celebrate diversity and persons with a disability as part of it. And I look forward to the games. I will be particularly looking at my own country as 19 uh, Paralympic athletes from Chile will be participating. Uh, but what I look forward the most is to see the world talking about persons with disabilities as equals, not as objects of charity or people that need to be fixed to be part of our society. That is my main goal, and I think the Paralympics uh, Games can be a fantastic opportunity to do so. No, I, I could not agree more. I'm very much looking forward to not only competing at the Paralympic Games, but to watch many of my favorite athletes from all across the globe. But I would very much like to thank you for your time today. It was wonderful to speak to such an ally of persons with a disability. And I really would like to commend you on the work that you have done to advance the rights of humans with a disability all across the globe. On behalf of the 1.2 billion people, which is a lot of people, I would like to sincerely thank you for your work and thank you for your time today. And thank you for yours, Ellie, because we need many people like you, committed, enthusiastic, and showing that people with disabilities can have some impairments, but they are equals as all the rest. It was wonderful to speak to somebody who has, shares a very common vision and a very common dream to me. of the IPC and persons with disabilities across the world, we are so grateful for the High Commissioner's support of We The 15. To find out more, simply follow us on social media at We The 15 or via the website at wethe15.org. Next time, Paralympic champion Tatiana McFadden will be chatting to UN Deputy Secretary General Amina J. Muhammad. We as a human family need to make those investments because this could be anyone, right? This is not, you know, a certain class of people um, or preordained that this is where the people with disabilities are going to be. It can be anywhere. It can happen to anyone during the course of their life. And I think that we need to see people uh, with disabilities as human beings first. I hope you can join us for that one. Catch you next time. Next time.